Look at this guy over here. It is Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's your boys, Mike and Mish. What's going on, Mike? What's up, Kyle? I'm chilling over here. I forgot my mouse at work, so that sucks. Oh, what are you, a stunad? Definitely. That's some stunad shit. Well, we are back, guys. We're back in our respective studios in our uh, separate states. And we are ready to talk to some fighters tonight. We got a good lineup for you guys. We got both fighters in the main event of the upcoming Montana card fighting for the inaugural BKFC strawweight title. And then we got the crazy man, Loco Soto, up after the two, two ladies. But, man, we just came back from BKFC 28 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I got to tell you, dude, I don't have anything bad to say about that entire trip what a show a little disappointed a lot of people were a little disappointing at the ending there but it's fighting and shit's gonna happen but i'm gonna tell you right now from the second we got to albuquerque to the minute we left that place was the shit that town is a fight town they were excited that the bkfc was in town we would go restaurant to bar talk to everybody asked them hey you know about the half the people we talked to already had tickets man we were just like so blown away by the by the reception there what do you think about that mike oh man it was fantastic i'm telling you i from all the other places that we went you know wichita orlando tampa biloxi Miami. birmingham right we walk around we we go to every bar restaurant brewery smoke shop we talk to everybody everywhere we go like we see people in the liquor store and we stop and talk to them about bare knuckle fighting we want to spread the word and i'm telling you not a lot of people know about it in orlando like zero people knew about it we we're trying to give away tickets and some people are like oh, i gotta do this i gotta do that albuquerque forget it combat sports fans like in the soul. It was like they're they're born loving combat sports there. Every single place we went, they were like, oh, yeah, bare knuckle. My friends are going. I want tickets. and Or someone would be like, oh, I heard about it, but I want to go. Or I'm already going. I have VIP tickets. Or, and, like Dude. Every single person knows about combat sports and bare knuckle. They were so excited. It was amazing, really. Like we said, Albuquerque is the cauliflower ear of America. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, it is yeah. one giant fight town. And uh, we got our first guest in the weight room right now, ready to come on. Thank you guys all for tuning in right now. Make sure you are sharing this up, spreading the word, liking, sharing, getting all your friends to do the same. We got one half of the main event at BKFC 29 in Montana, Great, Great Falls, Montana. These two ladies are going to be fighting for the inaugural BKFC strawweight title. She already holds the BKFC Thailand title. For, for straw weight her name is funny palumpkin palumpki palump oh my god i fucked your name up bad palumpy how you doing Un <laughs> unbelievable can you believe that he just did that <laughs> i'm terrible with names I'm when, sorry. when you see him you're gonna have to give him a backhand now <laughs> when I you see kyle you'll have to give him one of these for messing your name up <laughs> I am. I'm. It's the same with the name. I cannot uh, say good the names. Also, so no problem. <laughs> no problem. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for giving us some of your time tonight. We are so excited to talk to you. You are going to be fighting one of the most popular fighters in in America here in bare knuckle in America. 
you are the BKFC Thailand strawweight title holder. Man, what an opportunity for you to come over here after beating uh, a girl that you were a significant underdog against. You took that title. Now you're coming over to America. Tell us a little bit about um, how you how you found yourself getting this opportunity to come over to Montana and face Britain Hart. Really, I am very excited too for this fighting. It's a big opportunity for me. Uh, I fight my first time in uh, BKFC here in Thailand, and I like it. I say, why not in America too? So, so do you work with Nick Chapman over there? And he did he get in touch with you to get you to the BKFC? Uh, my first fighting with my manager Sasan. He talked with um, Nick. And he asked me, you want to fight Bernacle? I said, uh, what is Bernacle? He said, he's boxing without gloves. I say, okay, yes, no problem. Why not? <laughs> wow. Now, now, you have like an ex- you have an extensive, long career in Muay Thai. You have 20 plus years in Muay Thai. You get this opportunity to fight Bernacle boxing, Bernacle fighting, we all expect to see someone like yourself work the clinch a little bit. You went in there, though, against Manfredi, who was a significant favorite against you. People were thinking she was the one. You went in there. You fought a technical box, uh, technically boxing fight, uh, countered like crazy. I, every time she threw one, you threw two or three. It was unbelievable. Did you plan on that? Did you plan on just staying back and countering, or did you – think that you might work your clinch a little bit in that fight no, no i you know it's, it was not my first fight box boxing fighting i have fight maybe like amateur boxing maybe like four or five times mm-hmm. but uh, you know when you have to fight like different style you have to think in like example for me it's muay thai so i have to delete everything what i know in muay thai is just work in boxing uh, in this fighting Fighting is fighting. See, punch me, I have to give back, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was it was extremely impressive. Like, I watched that fight three or four times now, and it's like, like I said, with the countering, with the countering, you you weren't just counterpunching. Every time you countered, it was a two, three, four, four punch combo. It was very impressive. And another thing that you showed in that fight which which I can't wait to see when you're in there with Britton Hart because she's a she's an animal herself. You were willing to take a shot to give a couple shots, and it seemed like anything Manfredi landed on you didn't really do much damage. Am I wrong? No, no. For me, it's, I don't know how to say. Like, if I have one punch, I have to give back two. If I have two, I have to give back three because it's the point. You have to, I must take back my point if I want to win. Did you know Manfredi before then? Have you ever crossed paths with her before you fought her in Bare Knuckle? I, I know her too little because I see her here in Thailand fighting on TV in Muay Thai. I never imagined I can fight with her because before she fight different weight. I know she was strong and many people around me told me about this fighting. Oh, she's so strong. So I say, I don't care. I don't care anything. I say yes for this fighting and for me it's okay. I don't care. Why not? If she can do it, I can do also. Yeah, if nothing else, she looks scary as hell when she gets in the ring, right? Well, strong, really. She's a good fighter. <laughs> now, now your, your upcoming opponent. Now, you you impressed everybody. You took home the BKFC Thailand straw uh, straw weight belt. 
immediately you're getting a shot at the BKFC strawweight belt. Your opponent is Britton Beltran or Britton Hart, which she's known for. Um, she's one of the most seasoned veterans in the bare knuckle game. She's five and three. She's been through wars with everybody under the sun. Um, have you been studying up on your opponent? And uh, what do you think about Britain? Um, she looks strong. It's okay. For me, fighting is fighting. I don't care who is my opponent and what I will fight. I just be in the ring and I will fight. Okay. I Britain or Suris, if anyone. What do you think of that, Mike? Did you see her last fight against Beck Rawlings? No. Oh, wow. so have you watched any of of uh, Britain's fights? When I when my uh, manager told me we, you will fight with her, okay, I go in and I watch some of her fights where I can see her style and how she is. That's it. You know what it is with with Britain, and um, if you if you do like go in and watch the tape on her, you'll see the progression of her as a fighter because she was very green at the beginning, and. She made a lot of mistakes at the beginning, but she stayed in fights. She was like, you know, she was a dog in there. She, even though she was technically not the most sound fighter in the world, she hung in her fights. Now, as her career has gone on, she's sharpened up her skill and she's become more technical. And in her last fight, she fought a lot like you just did against Manfredi, where in the past, Britain was a drive forward uh, initiate the action type fighter. She stayed back and let let Beck come to her and countered everything that that Beck threw at her. So uh, it was very interesting matchup between the two of you. And uh, after watching your fight with Manfredi, man, this this is going to be a war, I believe. I, I want to. I want if she she have been now technical is good for me because we can have a, a good fight, technical fight, and I like to, to have technical fight. <clears throat> So I, I have a question. Today, I saw you post something. Uh, I got to work today, and I'm looking through social media, you know, doing a little research, and you put up something in your story today, and I can kind of see it right now on your, what I believe is your right eye, um, unless you're reverse on the screen here. Yes, you hurt your eye during training by an elbow. Uh, that? Are you expecting that? Are you expecting that to... Um, do anything to you for the fight? Is it going to slow anything down? Will it be gone by then? What's it's going on with big, the eye? Big deal is just black. I have one elbow because I do cleanse and I don't stop cleansing. So, yeah, I have one elbow from one big man, big kilo, but it's okay. No problem. In two, three days, will be okay. Nice. nice. I was a little nervous when I saw it and I was like, oh no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, always happening to me before my fight and I have more injury before, like, Big injury, and I just go fight. Are you ever truly a hundred percent going into a fight? I feel like no fighter is ever a hundred percent going into a fight. There's always some bumper bruise going on that no one knows about. You know? I don't know. It's it, sorry. I know. I don't understand. Understand? Oh, what I was saying is, um, fighters aren't always at peak after a whole camp. I mean, you got a bump here or a bruise somewhere. You know? It's normal because of uh, hard training. Yeah. Right, right. You got to train hard. Um, when did you, when, how long have you been in Thailand? Uh, go and come uh, for 
every year is like 16 or 17 years now. Wow. So, and you're originally from Greece? You, you That's your, your home? Your, your home is in Greece? My home is in Greece. I didn't. Have, I know. Born in Greece. I have born in Albania. My father is from Albania. My mother is from Greece, and I grew up in Greece. You know, it's like every single fighter that's not from Thailand that we talk to that went out to Thailand, they have a hard time leaving Thailand. It's like paradise for them, especially for a fighter like yourself. You go out there. You want to go out. You want to learn a few new tricks. You want to sharpen your skills a little bit. Next thing you know, it's ten years later, and you're back every single. You know, you're, you're back every couple months, you know? In Thailand, it's beautiful and for fighting also is good. How In Thailand, we say like it's a bye, it's a bye. The life here is like everything going slow, no hurry, no bit of, no have to stress, everything. And for my Thai, for what I do is the best here for fighting. Well, don't come to America because everybody's in a hurry. Nobody gets enough sleep. Everybody's frigging grumpy. <laughs> You know, you, you come to America, you're going to end up fighting somebody Muay Thai in the street just because they didn't oh. have enough coffee in the morning. Really? <laughs> it's not no, that just, bad. It's not uh, that bad. Yeah, I'm just joking. You're going to love Montana. It's great. I'm sure. You know, we were, we just came back from Albuquerque, BKFC Albuquerque. I don't know if you saw that one. Christine Faria fought Taylor Starling. It was a very good event. Um. We were out there. Now, Mike and I go to a lot of the events. We cover it live. We do a lot of interviews there. The arena in Albuquerque was the loudest I have ever heard a BKFC event. Somebody from the BKFC was like, you know what place I think was louder than this? Great Falls, Montana. Last time we were in Montana. And I said, really? I, we, didn't, we didn't go to the last Montana event. And I'll tell you right now, if the Montana crowd, when you get out there, is anything like we just heard in Albuquerque, you guys are in for a treat. I'll tell you that much. Uh, nice. Yeah, the, the, the roof was going to blow off that place at the second fight. When Jamie Hinshaw won against Kathy Robb, the place exploded. And I was like, this is the second fight on this card right now. And this place is ridiculously loud. So wow. <laughs> you, you got that to look forward to. Yeah. Hey, your is your nickname the Warrior Princess? Yes. Warrior Princess. Did where did you get that nickname? Was it from the TV show? Uh, from uh, Zina, you mean? Yes. Many people call me like uh, Warrior, Warrior. I have some friends. They call me Princess, and I don't like to call me Princess. I say <laughs> I don't like, and just I I mix, and I saw I saw the movie also Warrior Princess because I like this movie also, and I love the music of this uh, movie. So I say yes, Warrior Princess. Why not? It's very beautiful. Well, she, she's she's a known badass, so I guess it fits, right? Oh, uh, sorry, I don't understand. She, I, oh, I said she's a badass. She's like a she's a tough girl, you know. So it fits. It fits. Um, so we have a, a thing that we do with our guests that we bring on this show. We like to ask a couple like off the wall questions that have nothing to do with fighting. Um, are you willing to do this with us? We, we, uh, we got a couple on deck for you here. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's fun. Don't worry. It's fun. You'll have fun. It's nothing hey, crazy. Everybody that's watching too, I threw her social medias down at the bottom. Her Instagram and TikTok and Facebook is there. Make sure that you are checking out the bottom of the screen and following Fani on all social medias. And we're going to do a speed round with the warrior princess herself. Here we go. Speed round. Question number one. 
What is the number one thing that you want to do when you get to the United States other than fight? Uh, really? I want to go relax to sleep because <laughs> big trip. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is, how long is the travel going to be from Thailand to Montana? Like 20 something oh, hours? Very big. I have to go. I have to wait in the Seattle 10 hours in airport. Ooh. 10 hour 10 hour layover in the in the Seattle airport. Wow. Goof. Might want to get a hotel for about eight of those hours. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for about this. There you go. She wants to sleep when she gets to the United States. Number two. If you could take the place of a god or goddess from Greek mythology, who would it be? Um I have two. Athena. Athena. Okay. And what's the other one? Artemis. What's Artemis? that one? What's Artemis? What's he the god of? This is the god of. Um, oh, sorry, I don't have to say in English. She be, be careful of the animal, and uh, she have arrow also in. I do not say in English. Uh, I think it's shape shift. Can you shape shift? Shape like turn into different animals and stuff, or she no. can she control? She can control animals. I think it's a. Uh, she take care. She take care animals. She like to take care. Okay. She's in the forest. Yeah. Okay. The the goddess. Of, you're the goddess of the forest, who there likes to go. punch people in the face. Here we go. So it's both of both. Is, oh, I like archery. Them. The Strega right. the Strega says archery too. So. Oh, we lost her. We lost her. Uh oh. Oh Jesus, that was your fault. Well, listen, I'm not. She'll the be of Internet, so I don't know what I'm going to be able to do about this. You know, one thing is in her, her connection, we, we were getting like a little bit of choppiness at times. Yeah, but far away, man. She's real dude, far we away. talked to her. We talked to Panda Banks. We talked to Nick Chapman. We talked to TJ Chang. We get really good reception with those guys over in freaking Thailand, man. Yeah. It, you know, the, the people, you know, uh, Elvin Brito should talk to them about where they get their internet from. <laughs> always hitting up, always busting on Elvin forever. I think it's yeah. going to be a joke forever is that anytime somebody has bad internet or anything, it's the Elvin Brito connection. You know what I'm saying? I love it. And if he, he one time he came on with a good connection, I didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. I remember that it was the last time we talked to him. We we're like, what's going on here with your connection? You haven't fallen off or, or echoed or had a, a delay at all. And he was like, oh, I got a new phone, got a new phone. So I just let her know she can jump right back in. If she can, I'm not sure what happened. Who knows? Maybe there was a power outage. Uh, maybe her phone battery died, or maybe she just lost connection. But for everybody watching right now, thank you for tuning in. Megan, Chevy, Monica, Big Ben, freaking thank you so much. We got the local ones already watching. I see him. He's chilling out. He's lounged out. He's got his hey. legs. And here comes Fanny. She's back in. Wait for a picture to come back. There she is. And she's coming back into the chat. Bam. There you are. Hey, what's up? You're back. Sorry, I don't know my phone. Well, I, you you uh you, you forgot to charge your phone. Is that what happened? Charge, but I don't know it's closed. Yeah, no problem. No problem. This happens all the time, and that's the beauty of us having a live show. You never know what anybody's gonna say, do, whose phone's gonna die, who's gonna lay on the floor and tell us a story about getting punched in the face. Happens all the time. <laughs> Fanny, number three question for you. What is your favorite thing to do outside of fighting? 
to be with my nephews. Okay. Nice. Spend spend time with family. That is a that's a good trait. Here we go. Number four. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Chocolate. 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 Yeah. I, you can't go wrong with chocolate. Yeah. Hey, you know, guys, I just went to a uh, an ice cream social at my child's elementary school before I came here, <laughs> where all the parents and all the kids get together and everybody acts like they love each other and everyone eats ice cream. And you know what I did? I ate all my kids extra ice cream that they didn't finish because I'm that guy. Yeah. You're like a yeah. kid when you get there. I know. I what am like about. a kid. Uh, Amy was like, "We're gonna, uh, I'm going to take the boys to this ice cream social at this school. And I'm like, what do you mean you're going to take them? I, 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 I think I'm down for something like that. She thought that I didn't want to go. Silly. Silly. Last question. What is your worst fear? Worst fear? What does it mean? Uh, what, I, what scares you the most? Yeah. Spiders? Are you afraid of spiders? No, no. no, I just yeah, only to lose my family. There you go. That's a, you know, you're, you're a, a very wholesome street. person, Fanny. Like <laughs> yeah. a very nice person. Is... Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, you are. And I we love to have you on here. I mean, now, if you were going to deliver a message to the American fans that have not know, have not seen a fight for, of yours, did not see BKFC Thailand 2, um, tell them what should they be expecting September 10th in Montana when you fight Britain? Uh, they have to accept warrior because I am a warrior. So, yeah, I think it will be a very good fight between us. Awesome. Should be. I think so, too. Should be a fun you know one. what? I can't argue with that. If it's anything like your fight with Man Freddy, if you if if you and Britain fight each other the way you fought your last two fights, get ready for a technical show, everybody, because that's what they did in their last two fights. They both picked apart their opponent strategically and took home the wins in their last fights. And now they get to fight for the BKFC strawweight title on September 10th in Montana. Fanny, thank you so much for coming on here. Um, if we We'll give you an opportunity to say a few last words, and then we'll let you go for the night. Um, I just want to say, like, I am me. I, I know many people look me and not scare me, but because I am kind out of the ring, that's not mean I'm not. I am. I will be kind in the ring also. All right, fair enough. Straightforward <laughs> and straightforward and easy. This girl is right to the point. Uh, we're all looking forward to safe travels, all that traveling from Thailand to Montana and a 10 hour layover in Seattle. Good luck with all of that. Get rest when you get here and good luck in your fight. Mike, what else you got? Nope. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. You seem like a very kind and fun person. Can't wait to see you fight. Uh, Britain Hart is coming on next. Britain Hart Beltran. So if you want to stick around, if you want to stick around and uh, watch this interview, please do. Thank you. Okay. Huh. All right. Bye. Have a good day. Thank you. Yeah. All right. There he is. She is Fanny Palumpi. Did I say it right? Palumpi? Palumpi. Uh, you know, I think Fanny that's Palumpi. better than what you said the first time around. That's what I'm I couldn't. Right dude, I, you know, I, I try to practice these fucking names, Mike. You know what I didn't do the entire time I was talking to her? Swear. What didn't you do? 
Swear, but then you just did right now. I you said badass. I said I said badass to yeah, her. Yeah, you did, but that's all right. But that's I just funny. dropped an f bomb the second she got off the show. It was the what kindness. Her kindness. Yeah, she's just too. She's too damn nice for me to be dropping f bombs. But you know what? She, you know, I'm ready to let loose with with the next <laughs> with the next two guests. We, <laughs> I'm ready to let it rip here. Um, thank you very much, Fanny Palumpy, for coming on. She's going to be fighting our next guest. The five and three, one of the faces of BKFC, one of the most popular fighters on the roster. She's coming off a win off of Be against Beck Rollins. She got that redemption fight back, and uh, she'll be fighting for the inaugural BKFC strawweight title in Montana. Everybody knows her and loves her. Her name is Britton Beltran. What's happening? Hey, hey guys. There I you are, that. Britton. What's up? Everyone loves me. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, everybody that watches this show loves you at least, you know. No, this is what matters. I you don't know. really know many people who don't like you, so. Good. And if they don't, then they're fucking stunads, and that's, that's all. Right. We, we right. Give them one of these. Exactly. We've actually been looking at walkout songs. You know, we put a lot, like everything I do, I put like so much thought and effort into like the things I'm doing, but. For the walkout song, one of them was like the song, you know, um, the ones that like me, love me. I was like, oh, my God, that would be so perfect to walk out to. You know what I'd walk out to if I was a fighter? What? The Sopranos theme song. Woke oh. up this morning, got yourself a gun. I'd get that one. And then I'd walk out like this. Hey. Oh. oh <laughs> that's good i like that that would be cool i know a lot of people out there really want me to do the bret hart um the greatest there ever was theme the song oh, yeah and yeah. i'm like uh i'm just not feeling it guys but i have so many people say that they would be like pumped up and jumping out of their seats if they heard it but you know you gotta feel it like there's a lot of things that i do do that are seriously strictly and only for the fans and then there's some things like you know, you really got to have it be meaningful to you because then it's not real, you know? Are you yeah. a Bret the Hitman Hart fan at all? Were you a WWE, WWE, WWF fan? I mean, to be honest with you, I do have a lot of his um, merchandise and like socks, but it was kind of <laughs> like one of those kids growing up that like Miami Dolphins just because it's a dolphin. <laughs> so nice. it was kind of like I liked him because he was pink and had the heart with the wings and you know, for, you know, probably selfish, shallow reasons. But, um, you know, I didn't really follow it that much. I didn't have TV growing up. You know, I didn't have a TV until I was 14 years old. So I felt, like, very sheltered and, like, missing from, like, pop culture and, like, things like that that were on TV. So I, I never really did get into it. Um, my husband, though, loves it. And so he fills me in on a lot. So I feel, like, more knowledgeable and up to speed on old WWE antics. Nice, nice. He's he's teaching you the golden era. That's good. Yes. Um, Britain, last time we talked to you, you were coming off a victory against Beck, uh, Beck Rollins. Uh, you told us you were going to take some time off. You're going to like, you know, take some time to yourself and settle down and figure out what you want to do and then come back stronger than ever. And then boom, that wasn't that long ago. And all of a sudden we're fighting in September for was it was the world they offered a belt and you were like fuck it i'm out i'm 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 in let's do it i know i know you guys saw me like this is kind of cool we get to share this because you actually saw like 
you know, and I try to never change like what you see is what you get, but you saw like a really real and raw Britain. When I came back in that room, I was adrenaline dumping, you know, I just got out of my fight and I was just so mentally rattled by just everything, you know, just like life, some of the, the personal pitfalls I had to go through this year, you know, um, just fighting and then the physical mental wear and tear, you know, social media, blah, blah, blah. The list continues. So really that's where I was at. We go back to Virginia and I'm like, thank God two weeks. And we're just, Oh man, life is so much better. It was definitely what was needed to happen. I shut off social media completely. I was off it. I think for a full seven days, I like even like, uninstall the app off my phone so it was like no temptation and um you know that that time was really good and really well needed so then when i turn my phone back on i get this call i'm like wow i am such a bad person (laughs) like i look at joey and i'm like and he doesn't even you know i don't even have to make a debate i didn't even have to put up like a speech he was just like you know this is what our job is and And this is what, you know, greatness calls for. We don't get the liberties to be like, oh, we'll do it in a while. Like when you get those opportunities, that's what being a fighter and life is all about is like not letting those opportunities slip by just because you don't think it's the right moment. And, um, you know, again, it was kind of it's kind of funny because I tell everyone, you know, you get things when you're not looking for it, like love. You find when you're not looking for it. Well, I've been begging for this 115. I've been begging for a title. And bam, when I didn't want it, not looking for it, it just falls in my lap. And so, yeah, I couldn't pass it. I couldn't pass it up. And um, I'm so glad that I did it. And it shows you everything happens for a reason because this has honestly been one of the best camps I've had in, in terms of mentally, um, how I feel about myself. Um, the people around me, I've been really happy. My heart feels at ease with a lot of things. It's great. You, you gotta, you, I mean, this is, this is your fourth. What is weird about your career, right? You're five and three. You have, you're going to have your ninth fight. Four of them now will have had a title on the line, right? When you yeah. fought back the first time, yep. both times you fought Christine, and now, Fanny, you're four out of nine. That's a wild fucking per- percentage there. <laughs> like yeah. most, almost half your fights are, are title. Yeah. Fights. And it's so, you know, it's both sad to me and like a lot of pressure on me because it's like, you know, if you hang around the barbershop long enough, you're going to get your hair cut. I really believe in that. And it's like, <laughs> I really believed in that on like the whole, the third time is a charm. So, now I know what that feeling is like to be like so sure of something and then have it like just barely taken from you. So this fight has a lot more fire and passion. And, um, you know, I'm also a nice person and I feel like, you know, I try to be very giving and caring and, and respectful as long as it's given back. And I, I'm just, I'm really in the mind, you know, frame that it's do or die, you know, go hard or go home. And, you know, I, I hate to put those parameters on it, but it's really where I'm placing it right now, to be honest. I remember talking to you. It wasn't the last time you were on, and I don't think it was even the time before that. So it was probably three appearances ago. And 
we had asked you, I forget what the question we were doing like a, this or that, or, or would you rather like get a tattoo on your forehead or missing your front teeth? There was something like that, right? It was that episode. And you mentioned the 115 pound division then. And you were like, you know, I really should be fighting at 115, but there is no 115 uh, pound championship. There's no division. So I just have to go up and wait you know, and fight people who are coming down from their 140s and shit. And you've been battling them and you've been doing great. And here we are, fast forward to the present here. And you're getting this shot against now against a 115 pound champion from Thailand, which is even crazier, right? Right. Going to Montana where they have supposedly the loudest crowd that anyone in some well, a lot of people in the BKFC said they had the loudest crowd they've ever heard. So you're in you're in for an awesome friggin' event. Wow, that's exciting. I didn't know that. So I learned something new today, too. That really is amazing. It pumps me up. I figured, you know, I have been to Montana before. So shout out to all my people that are there. I, I do love it. And um, I'm in love with the state. It's been quite a while, but fun fact, I did go there for a rainbow trout fishing trip. Um, so... <laughs> nice i do some pretty crazy wild things and you know it's very evident but anyways i loved it it was beautiful um so that's going back to this old walkout song i've really been trying to think of like what represents montana like are they more rock are they more country like this is such a tough one but i care so much about um making an impression being in Montana, like solely for Montana, and of course all the fans watching at home, but I really, really want to identify with them. So hearing that they're so loud and, you know, I've, I've heard through the grapevine, I can be rather loud sometimes. So it just matches the energy. I'm so excited to be there. You should throw out a, a post or something like, hey, people from Montana, what do you call them? Montanians? What do you call yeah. them? Montanians? Hey, Tony Montanians. Tony Montanians? <laughs> Tell them to Tony Montanians to, what's your favorite song? You know, boom, and get a whole bunch of them in there. You know, you'd probably get a whole a whole bunch of people responding to that. Yeah, that'd be great. I need to do that. It's been kind of crazy, but I think in these um, weeks where I'm just miserably like sitting around waiting or, you know, being a fighter now and actually sitting in the sauna, I can uh, put that out there. Sitting in the sauna for the first time in your life. Um, <laughs> probably not. I'm just joking. But this is like <laughs> the first time you really have to cut weight. Um, what did you think? We, we were just talking about loud arenas. And, and, and this past weekend, we were down in Albuquerque. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you get an opportunity to fight in Albuquerque, go down there and do that. Because that place was just out of control fun. The whole city was so down for this event it was freaking nuts it was so loud the crowd was crazy the main event you have you have a lot a lot of familiarity with these girls that were in the main event um what did you think about the way the main event played out do you have any words to say about either one of the fighters in it uh talk a little bit about this thing yeah, I mean, I think that it's unfortunate that it happened um, because you do hear some things in the social media, like with the wolf tickets and a lot of like different perspectives and opinions out there. Um, but I would really like just try to like, I do have a lot of personal opinion. I do have like a lot of personal beef, 
but just keeping it very black and white, like very factual. You know, I don't think this is BKFC's fault. I think it's actually pretty sad and, and sucks that BKFC has to play like damage control on this because the fact is, is that Taylor had gone in the ring with three people that, you know, may or may not have been ready for professional fighting at that time. Like certainly not bare knuckle or they were just doing a very short notice, you know, not going into it. But, you know, when she was in there, she made the statement, you know, none of these bitches are going to get in my way. So she made a pretty like powerful statement on, you know, not, Hey, I want the belt. It's my dream come true. It was none of these bitches. So there's that. Um, she took the belt off of Misfit during an interview. And, you know, I hear through the grapevine that that whole thing was planned out, that both of them were in cahoots on it. I don't know if that's true, but, you know, again, sticking to facts on, on what we see online, she took the belt off of her in the middle of an interview and supposedly almost went to jail. I do know for a fact she refused to take a fight and said that she was only fighting Christine for the belt. So, with all that being said, she really wanted it. And she made a post and it's out there for the public world to see that even BKFC told her that she wasn't ready for that fight. And that was made apparent. I almost thought it was like, I thought it was kind of cool of her to be so real and transparent that her own promotion was saying that she wasn't ready for that fight, you know, but she, she still begged for it. I feel like, you know, there's no, Hey, I'm going through emotional, personal problems. Hey, I'm going through an injury. There's none of that. And she went in the ring very confident, very, um, you know, full of herself. And it wasn't 20 seconds. And she she said, I can't. She, you know, she said that she, she doesn't want to continue. I think that, you know, the backlash on her corners, I think, come on, like, this is something because of her actions, because of what she said, because of the factual things that you just would not expect a fighter to do or say, like, maybe, you know, she needs a push of like encouragement, like get your ass back out there and fight the fight that you've been begging and telling the world about. And, um, you know, her eye wasn't swollen. I know that she said she couldn't see, you know, we see bare knuckle fights all the time where the eyes like, completely swollen where it makes sense a fighter would not be able to see we've seen tons of fights where your face is cut and those cuts are close to your eye and there's blood dripping down your face and um you know i just don't think when we look at her face that she was cut or bruised or battered to say that this is too much for me um so i think you know that as a corner looking out i'm not i would be looking at my fighter like well they're not showing like super signs of damage that just fell down and are saying they can't do it anymore. She gets back up, you know, the ref doesn't stop it. She stops it. She puts her hand up and gives her back. And, um, you know, at the end, uh, what I could say, you know, everyone thinks misfits such a class act. I definitely have my own personal opinion on it, but you know, to me, it's like, you know, you just don't go out there, you know, the best analogy is like a swimmer, you know, that's looking at the pool and saying you dirty filthy pool you suck ass like you need to be clean you're disgusting and i'm gonna whoop your ass and then you jump in the water in the pool and do 20 seconds which isn't enough to do a lap but you do 20 seconds and then you get out of there and you say i can't do it <laughs> and then it's I like guess. but i'm still a professional swimmer right and it's like no 
no, you're not a professional swimmer if you do that type of, you know, behavior. Like, and that's just, you know, it's hard because we do live in a world that's full of participate participation trophies. You know, everybody wants an award, everyone wants a ribbon, and and we want to be positive, but you know, there are sometimes that there's certain behaviors that I feel like, you know, if you're gonna talk that talk, I think the best thing to do, you know, is is to walk it. And if you don't like own up, like I'm really sorry for my shitty performance. Not, well, I'm a warrior for just stepping in there. It doesn't really work that way in real life for people that work. And not like just work because everybody works, right? We all put in work, whatever that trade may be. But to those that work hard, to those who don't get participation trophies, for those that don't get ribbons or letters of recognition, like being a fighter is like really embodying the no quit. Yeah. You know, symbol, like you're a symbol for people that can't quit. And, um, you know, I think with Misfit, you know, she's like, I promise, I promise, whatever. But to me, it's like, own it. Like you said in a statement, you're going to make her bow down. Like that was your whole quote and whole thing. You were going to daughter her. And now it's like, it's okay. You did your best. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I think, you know, you know it was I nice of her. It was, you know, that's what, you know, that's her MO is to talk a lot of shit, be really mean to you. And then after the fight, try to, you know, build you back up and lift you up. I, I do like your your take on the corner. I know her corner's taking a lot of heat about telling her to turn around and go back in there after she said she can't. Like you said, they had just gone through how many months of camp with her. They know how tough she is. They know how mentally tough she is usually in the gym. And then to see her act like that in that moment, they they might have known this ain't you. Just fucking turn around and keep going. Right, you know, you like, know what I mean. Bizarre. And, and like, you instead of everyone me. shitting on her her corner, everyone's saying her corner's trash for what they did. But you know what? They and don't. It's so they, sad for them. I feel so bad because you know, it it's not fair. You know, it really isn't. And then so all we can do, we can't get too upset. But I've seen it. I've I've seen people throwing so much shit on BKFC and so much so much shit on her corners. And it's just like you said, like it's really <clears> unfortunate <throat> and and not fair to them for really trying to give her the bet, like exactly what she asked for in a moment. Like, again, guys, like check this out. Bruises, scars, even broken bones. They heal, they fade, they go away. But, but quitting is like a forever thing. You can never erase that. It's, it's a tough that thing is, to come back from. Yeah, it, that it definitely was, sucks. It, that, that definitely sucks. Um, what I was going to say, sorry, Kyle, to, to butt in there. Ahead, um, maybe they were stunned too right yeah. like in the moment cuz cuz it happened quick so we were going to find a spot we were standing on one side of the ring and for most of the night we were watching the fights from one area so we were like let's start walking cuz they announced the fighters and we're walking around to get to the other side and before we could even make it halfway around the ring there was the moment where everyone yelled because Christine People thought she got hit. I think she actually tripped. I watched the replay. It looks like she trips, right? So when that happened, everyone yelled. So we stopped and we were like, oh shit, did she just catch Christine? And we started watching. And then seconds later, you know, after a barrage of punches, Taylor's on the ground and she's yelling out of the ropes. And I mean, it happened so fast that her corner is probably like, oh shit, like what the fuck? And she's yelling at them, I want to stop. And they're probably like, what? 
like, what the fuck just happened? What, what are you saying? You want to no, no, stop? Get back you want to stop? What? Like, oh, right? shit. And then, you know, Big Dan, was it Big Dan? Came, come on, get up. Let's go. So she turns around. He doesn't know what she's saying because he wasn't paying attention. And, and you then know, she's like, I guess I'll keep going. And then, boom, then she's back on the ground again. So right. it's a fast. It happened like that. And the crowd was screaming, like, loud. I heard. Trust me. I, you know, it's like you want to feel sorry. But then at the end of the day, it's like. I, you know, I feel really sorry for like the, the fighters that are out there that are like, unfortunately, there's not a lot of limelight on it, but they're literally taking these fights because they need money. Like they need the money to feed and support their family, you know? And I don't think that those fighters should ever hear anything because, you know, it should be pretty evident why they're in there and, you know, they're going in there, they're trying and it is what it is. But, you know, in that instance, it's just kind of like, you know, you brought something up too with the ref. Like, why are we talking about the corner? I mean, it's not the ref's fault either. But, I mean, if a ref is in the ring and sees a fighter going down saying, I can't, I can't. Why isn't the ref over there waving it off, being like, no, this fighter does not want to continue. You know, it was a very bizarre and just like you said, fast. Like, like we say in Bare Knuckle, we try to like, really promote the sport so taking a positive out of this terrible negative is like don't blink because you don't know what you're gonna miss that was wild and, it very much was and, and if, you know hey guys it was a good lesson it's a lesson on what not to do right and you know what right this is a lesson for taylor it's a lesson for everyone but and like you were circling back to what you said about the bkfc taking heat about the matchmaking right the matchmaking okay I have had to explain this to a bunch of people. And I, and if you step back and look at the roster of women that they have in that division right now, you just fought Beck. So you're not available right now. You just fought, you also just fought Christine. Uh, Rachel Ostevitz only fought, fought once. Uh, Martina Kroll's only fought once. Everybody in the division doesn't make sense except for the only girl that has three wins and zero losses on her record. And she, oh, she just happens to be screaming for that fight and, you know, ripping a belt off her shoulder to try to make that fight happen. BKFC was basically put into a position where they could not make any other fight in that division other than Taylor, unless they were going to go outside the organization and find somebody or bring back Helen Peralta or whatever. It was Taylor. She wasn't ready. It was Taylor or no one. Helen Peralta was in the ultimate fighter at the time. So really, you know what I mean? Like you could shit on matchmaking all you want, but it wasn't matchmaking. They didn't have any other option at the time. And and people want to see title fights and Christine wants to defend. So she needed an opponent. They had an opponent. They made the fight. Unfortunately, it happened the way it happened. It doesn't matter. The the event was awesome. You got got a fight coming up September 10th. Fanny Palumpi. Unbelievable opportunity for you. Um, I just wanted to say before we were going to do a, a speed round with you and then let you get going, uh, we hung out with your coach all day on Sunday. Oh, yeah, he's great. Awesome. Yeah, that guy, he, he you know what he didn't know? He didn't know what a dollop of Daisy was, that son of a gun. Oh, man. You know? Wow. Yeah. He goes, what's that? I go, a dollop of Daisy, like sour cream. He goes, yeah. that's some that's some Dude, dude, yeah, go ahead. Keep singing. Keep singing. He's probably watching. Let him hear it. 
No, but you know, I, it immediately comes in my head when I hear it. You know, do, you know, I, yeah. I can't do it now. Look, you guys made me blush. Wow. Yeah. He, swore, he swore to God he's never heard of that before in his life. I'm like, you're fucking lying. He said Come it's a on. northern thing. So we started asking people in the I airport. It it's southern us three. thing. It's me, <laughs> Kyle, and freaking Ryan Perez. We're walking through the Atlanta airport in a restaurant down asking people, hey, do you know Dollar for Daisy? You know, dollar per daisy. So they people say like, yes. yeah, I know some yeah, people. Some ladies some like, people yeah, have a dollar per day, add a dollar per daisy. Dollar. You know, lady? Yeah. <laughs> and she got mad at us because it got stuck in her head. Yeah. Oh, wow. Man. Ryan's a piece of work. And uh, you guys, you guys seem to be gelling well. Your last fight was amazing. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, people are critical about everything. And they were like, oh, it was a boring fight. It was a technical fight. And you really put on a show. And I can't wait to see what you do against Fanny on, on September 10th. Let's ask you some questions and, and uh, get you going. All right. Yeah, we'll Number never one. not have the speed round. So always be ready for it. I know. Because remember I remember last, last time you didn't <laughs> yeah. have it. And I was like, wait, where's you, my, where, where is this? You got mad. I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to say that was my fault. Okay. Number one for you, Britain. What is the last song that got stuck in your head? Do a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do a dollar. But D. Yeah. Right. Careful what you wish guys. for. Uh, favorite board game. Oh man, clue for sure. Oh, okay. Man. Taking old school. Old yes. school. That's a long game, too. Number three, when you're on an airplane, aisle, window, aisle. Aisle. No, 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 wait, wait. Why did I say window, window? I'm the one with the yeah, the window. So you can the lean window. up against the wall and sleep. Definitely. That is number <laughs> one reason why. Number yeah. two, I really do love still this day it never gets old. I love takeoff and landing and just kind of like looking and being like what is that is that a mall or like you know <laughs> is that the great lakes i don't know yeah, yeah. no <laughs> it is fun. cool it's fun all right number i four. like the aisle number four what songs make you sing along whenever you hear them what are your favorite you have to sing them um i i know that's two total contrast but probably any disney song i will immediately sing along like my kids got to like, especially Paris. She'll be like, stop, mom. I want to sing it. And I'm like, no, it's so catchy, though. And I'll still end up singing it. But probably some classic rock songs are hard to not sing along to. And then Disney songs. Nice. And in, in, my kids were watching Hair in, bands in, in Kanto tonight. They were, uh, they were watching. Yeah, were watching what about Kanto Bruno? The, How can you this. not sing that? <laughs> it, it's full, man. It's full. And uh, what is the worst song you ever got stuck in your head? Do it all up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about this one? This was stuck in my head for half of my 2012 deployment. Hey, I just met you, and this and is crazy. Oh my god, that's <laughs> here's, my here's my number. Oh, oh I love oh, that song. Dude, I couldn't get Listen. it out of my fucking head. It was on the radio all the time during that deployment. It was crazy. That song was absolutely ridiculous <laughs> at that time. It came on all the time, but then people started making YouTube videos to the music video, and there was just so many things, and I was like, how is this happening? Like, it's everywhere. Um, I still actually reference it. When I, like, look at my friends or, like, whatever, and I want them to call me, I say, call I, I'll sing the song and do the whole motion. <laughs> like, still oh, to this man, day, I'm cool. pretty sure I, I've, I do it at least monthly. Oh, man, man that's that does remind me of deployment so much. Like it I sure see, does, man. Oh my god, that and Gangnam Style. Hoop, Gangnam Style. Hoop, yeah, hoop, hoop. that was on that deployment too. Oh yeah, 
all you know the time. What, you know what other shitty song was? Is uh, Thrift Shop by Macklemore. Yes, that. Oh, God, I can't stand that song. <laughs> Anyways, Britain, as always, you deliver every time you come on the show. Thank you for your insight on the main event the other night. Thanks for talking about your training going into this and, you know, your two-week vacation from fighting. And, um, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll give you a second, say a few final things, and um, and uh, you can give us a prediction if you want. Yeah, I, I just really, again, I want to say thank you to you guys um, for making me smile and laugh. Um, my coach and team and just my family and friends that are behind me uh, really making, like, this career and just my life so worthy. Um, I definitely want to give a big shout out to Big Ben and Hannah from Canada. She's the best. I'm really considering on hiring her as like a mental coach. So <laughs> she's, she's the best. Yeah. So it keeps me in check. So I'm super happy that I have all these people that are like just so much of my heart, like really, really are. And and then even in Montana you know, the people that are coming out, like I would never imagine that anyone would come out there to see me fight. I was just expecting to meet a whole bunch of new fans and friends and family out there. But instead, you know, I'm going to have that too, but I have some other people that are traveling up there that believe in me and, and that's everything in the sport, you know, and just really wanting to deliver on that. Like that's all I know, you know, Fanny's a warrior and we're both seem to be super caring and respectful, hardworking female athletes. So to be the main event in a headline as two very strong females, you know, she's the current 115 champ. Um, I really just am so thankful for it. I feel like, you know, again, like most things in our life, everything leads up to this moment. And I'm ready again to lay it out on the line for the world to see. There it is. September 10th. Britton Beltran versus Fanny Palumpy for the inaugural BKFC strawweight title. Best of luck. We can't wait to see you. We will not be making this trip because the Army is making us do things that day. But <laughs> we will be watching. Best of luck to you. Mike, you got anything else? I just want to say hi, Joey, and uh, thank you, Britton. Yeah, he's back there. I'm, like, trying to shield. I'm, like, I don't know if people want to. Maybe it's, I like, saw his hand. I saw his hand, hand at yeah. one point. Oh, All right. in bed. Thanks for coming on. As always, we'll see you soon. See you guys. Later. Bye. Bye. All right. That was Britton Beltran. And we have one more guest for the evening, man. Appreciate her insight on that main event, man. Yeah. You know, a, a person like herself sitting at the top of that division, she, you know, she's down at 115 now, but she's still number one ranked at 125. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you got to appreciate her, her insight on that. Um, we have a guy. We got a guy, we got a mook that's about to come on this show here mm -hmm. that stole the show over the weekend. I mean, there was a lot of yeah, things going on, but you know, who let the dogs out, my friend? You know what I'm saying? For some reason, dogs played a big role in the uh, BKFC this Albuquerque weekend. And uh, he got a, he got his victory. He is now 3-0, and he is the local one himself. Tony Loco Soto in the motherfucking house. What's Back up? for more. Was good. Oh, oh, shit. You Man, what's going on, guys? You guys doing all right? Hey. Wow. We're doing great tonight. We had a couple fucking warriors back to back there. Had a lot of nice, things nice. to say. I know. I'm just uh, fucking Mortal Kombat. Are you guys are uh, chit chatting over there? I see you. <laughs> <laughs> how, you, 
how, how are you playing Mortal Kombat with a dislocated thumb? What's up with that? What do you mean? That's it. Oh, bro. you're good. You're good. He's oh. all better. Oh, I'm built better. different, bro. Like, you know, my pinky's been dislocated before. You know, the thumb, the doctor popped it in, you know. <laughs> the uh, thumb. It's a thumb. thumb. I got two of them. Look at his thumbs. His thumbs are good. Yeah, look at them things. Kyle, come on. That was like freaking it's four just, days ago. What do you think? I know. It's just it's a little sore. It's not even swollen or nothing. Uh, it's pretty good. It, it's not 100%. It's my nose more than anything. That headbutt, I think, broke my fucking nose. Oh, ouch. You know, when we, we were there, you know, like we saw you that night and we talked to you that, but for everyone that's watching, we, we were watching from the, from the arena and it, when it happened, we were like, Oh shit. Was that, did he just get, I thought he got poked in the eye. I thought that's what I thought. Like he reached back and yeah. like poked you in the eye. Some people thought it was like, a spinning back fist too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought like maybe his thumb hit you in the eye or something, but it was a headbutt, and that you think it broke your nose, huh? Oh, it was pretty fucking bad. Like, uh, like I said, when, <clears throat> when that shit hit me, right. I've seen, stars and galaxies and different planets like the universe um i couldn't see straight at all and when he when the when the fucking ref tried to stop and bring me to the doctor i was like no 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 no, no. i'm good i'm good i'm good because yeah. that motherfucker would go like this i would have been like <laughs> your eyes would start going like this <laughs> you know so so yeah Mom, but, uh, how many fingers am i holding up Ooh, <laughs> you got a package of hot dogs <laughs> So, hey, let's uh, let's take it back, right, to the beginning of the weekend, right? And okay. you get to Albuquerque, your corner's there, you do the the, the weigh-ins, um, and before the traditional weigh-ins, or, or not the traditional, but the um, yeah. ceremonial, rather. And you had a plan going up there. What was that plan? What what was the plan? And well, and, and tell us what how it played out. Yeah. Well, it brewed. Let's just put it this way. So the like, you know, the the real weigh-ins that were at Myers were scheduled at. So I ran into my opponent who was dressed up like fucking Rico Suave and he had his little dog and whatever. Um, he kept fucking coming up to me and like shaking my hand like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. cool. Yeah. And then uh. The last time he came up to me, his fucking dog walked by me. I was like, that's, a, that's his fucking dog? He got a dog with him? Really? I was like, I'm going to fuck that dog after I knock him out. <laughs> so it just kept going through my head. It just kept going through my head. I'm like, I'm going to say that to this motherfucker. And I'm going to break him before I break him. And nobody, like my, my wife was like, don't fucking say that. I was like, I'm going to say it. Um, <laughs> so... It took everything in me and that weigh-ins when I went face to face with him, not for me to laugh. You um, held it together pretty good, dude. <laughs> so I said, you know, after I knock you out, I'm gonna fuck your dog. And then I went up to his face and I said, That's the only bitch you will ever fucking have. That's my bitch now. Bro. <laughs> bro, that dude, his fucking face dropped. I mean, if 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 a person could turn into melted ice cream, that motherfucker was the gallon. Like That's it. <laughs> That shit was crazy, man. And I was, I was, so Mike and I were on opposite sides of the stage during that weigh-in. So I'm over here filming it with a couple other media members over here. Mike's over there. So we weren't near each other to, to talk to each other about what the fuck just happened. So I got some random dude next to me and I'm, and I look at him and he looks at me like, uh, what the fuck just happened there? And I'm like, um, he, he had to say something like your dog can't fight for you or something like that. And then come to find out, you went a whole different direction. You went like, I, I was like blown away by it, but that shit went 
super viral. Yeah. Everybody was talking about it. All the websites were talking about it. But then the fight comes around. Now everybody wants to see this fight. And you go out there and you pull off a victory. But that kid, you got to give him some you got to give him some credit, man. He was a tough fucking kid. He went out there and um, he, and and he battled with you. He headbutted you in the nose at one point, but but I, so, I mean, from what I understand, hold on, Tony. From what I understand, with this kid, and I didn't know too much about Josh Morales before this fight. I guess he was living in his van outside of Jackson Wink with that dog. So like this kid, so you telling him he's, you're gonna fuck his dog is like fucking his is his roommate, you know, or his girl. You know, what I mean, like him his and bitch. his dog. Yeah, him and his dog are living in this van right outside of a gym. So the kid's like living out of his van, training at the gym, getting ready to fight you. And then come to find out his van gets broken into. He gets all his shit stolen. So him and his dog nah. are like, no. That's fucked saying, up. I'm saying, damn, that's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, that, that happened. That that happened. So then he, he's he got that shit going on. Not, I'm not making excuses for them. And then you go up there and tell him you're going to fuck your dog. I mean, you're going to fuck his dog. <laughs> I was like, man, this poor kid is just like mentally oh. fucking demolished right now. So let let's let's break down the fight a little bit. So when the when you know when the bell went off and the first round went, you know, everything that I've trained for kind of went out the window for a second, and everything that we talked about went out the window. I just fucking just wanted to end this kid. I wanted to put him out and fucking just just make an example of him. He had really good head movement. Call me off guard with his movement. Um, which was great. I seen he was bait, trying to bait me in with an uppercut. He did land it twice. Um, he uh, he was basically trying to draw me in. I'm most of like I'm more of a like you know counter fighter, mid range fighter. You know I like to come in and out and bait people and set traps myself. But for him, I was all all fucking gears forward, and he took advantage of that in the first round, and I wasn't fighting my fight. Second round happened after I got headbutted. I felt a sense of urgency because I couldn't breathe out of my nose. And since we landed in fucking Albuquerque, I had chap mouth, chap lips, chap ass. I mean, I was fucking dry. You're uh, 6,000 feet above sea. Yeah, I was fucking dry, bro. I felt like dry. So (laughs) my breathing techniques that I do, because I'm a cardio fucking machine. If if you're ever trained with me, you would say I'm a fucking cardio machine. So I had to breathe out of my mouth. And we were doing different techniques inside the corner. You see, it looked like I was hyperventilating when I was actually... (sighs) trying to open up my lungs and breathe out slow. So when I went into that second round, I was like, yo, my you were coach before that, that said, Were you doing like the the contracting your stomach? Stomach, yeah. You not, yeah that's From the, the diaphragm, yeah. The diaphragm breathing. So my there. coach was like, you need to use your jab and your fucking lead hook. What are you doing? What happened? Boom. The jab was there. I was just fucking picking them apart after that. Um, and that's all she wrote pretty much. That jab, I mean, I felt like I was faster than I've ever been. And I think... It really showed. The speed was there. I was like a fucking piece of dynamite, bro. I was ready to explode. I, my blitzes were landing in the second and third round. Um, but uh, back to Josh so, Morales. So, so wait a second. Are you happy with your performance now? Because when we talked to you the night of, you might have been in the heat of the moment, but you were not happy with your performance. And I talked I to you after that fight. You were like, I fucking, that was bullshit. I fucking sucked or whatever. That wasn't, that wasn't me out there and whatever, but... I, I was trying to tell you, I'm like, dude, you were fucking doing your thing. You got him out of there in the third. Like, what, yeah, what do you want? but the thing, I, I, I'm i searching for perfection. That's the difference. I'm not trying to look good. I'm trying to be per- perfect. I'm trying to go in there and do what I see in my head. Do what I do in the gym. Do what we do when we train and the things we train for. See, 
that loco shit, that's me. I am loco, but I'm trying to be a perfectionist of my craft. That's the difference. So I will critique every little fucking thing I do that I don't like. I can do that. I can have the amazing fight to the world. But to me, I can see all the holes that I fucking had. So that's the difference. I'm not searching to be the best. I'm searching to be perfect. And until I reach that fucking level, I'm never going to stop critiquing and, and shitting on myself. Hey. That's the way you got to be. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think anybody makes it to the pinnacle of the sport or any sport if they're not trying to be a perfectionist always. You know, it, and you have to be your be. harsh. You got to be your own harshest critic, right? That's what that's they say. Fact. You got to be the hardest on yourself. Now, and I, have, I found out one more thing about Joshua Morales. Oh, I got he something had, for you guys too. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead. Okay. He ended up in the hospital at 5 a.m. the following morning. Yeah. Did you, you know about that? Oh yeah, I mess because you know I'm 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 not a bad guy, you know what I mean? Nah. Did you so, did you go visit him? No, I messaged the guy. I said, "Hey, bro, you're a true warrior, and I oh, respect nice. you for stepping in there." And he fucking writes a paragraph, a letter, like he was in prison to me, and uh, he says some shit that you know I fucking he had to bump up weight, and I cherry picked, and I didn't want to fight those other. I'm like, dude, what? Like I had salmonella. Oh. And somebody put something in my water, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, this kid is fucking losing his mind. Maybe. Then he writes some other shit that, ah, oh, shit, I could read it. I wish I could just go through. He's, oh, he don't care if it takes a thousand years, he'll have my head on a stick. And I took a really? picture of his dog without permission, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, holy oh. shit. I his said, dog was a just... minor? Wow. <laughs> what is this? Oh, fuck. <laughs> the dog was a minor <laughs> fucking like oh my god the dog uh, has the to be at least mayor. three years old human oh my god three years old do you hear me three that, years that's, old that, so so he he went in on you on a on a text message huh that's he went in on me yeah and, and you know like I, I try to show some love you know what i mean like hey bro listen good shit you know you're a warrior try to big him up you know, try to, you know, keep his confidence up because he is a tough kid. And I think he'd have a uh, his next fight. I think he'll do very well. You know, I try to be a nice guy behind the scenes. I'm not a fucking dick. You know, I'm a douchebag, but, you know, I'm not a dick. There's a difference. But um, <laughs> I'm not a dick. You guys I'm, know me, bro. I'm, I'm a, a douchebag, but I'm not a dick. <laughs> I'm not a dick. What you say? I'm a dick. I'm not a douchebag. Is that what you said? <laughs> hey, I'm a dick. I'm not a douchebag. But you guys know me, bro. I, I you know, I, I put out good energy. I'm a, I'm a very... I'm a very, uh, uh, I would say I'm a positive person and, and I try to try to always smile and be a happy person. And, you know, I try to take advantage of my opportunities, especially on the biggest stage. I always will. But I mean, forward, you might be a little, a little bougie in the old fucking Airbnb, but whatever. Nah, yeah. fuck that. Fuck that. It's yeah, not bougie. No, it's not bougie. Hotel you know what, you know what that is? That, that, us, that's us a, hotel folk. You're like, fuck you guys in your hotel room. You nah, pieces of shit. Privacy I'm, and somewhere to train. I know, you know I'm what it is? You. It's I'm it's you. I'm I'm somewhere where I feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. I'm somewhere where I could walk around and I have to worry about having to talk to this guy, talk to this guy, talk yeah, to get away from the get away from the riffraff or get I'm away not trying from to the, fucking I'm nonsense. not trying to rub trying to rub elbows. No distractions. Like, bro, I let the hands do the speaking and let me be the product. I don't need to fucking be a cool guy over here, okay? You're gonna love me for who I am. My attitude and the person that I am in the show that I put on. You're not going to fucking follow me because I can sit and have a good conversation and sell myself to you. No, my fights and my fucking interviews are going to sell for me. But yeah, I'm, I'm a little bougie. 
<laughs> What's next for Loco Soto? I mean, you're three and zero now. I think all three of your fights have been within a year, right? The, all three of them within the last twelve. No, months, uh, the Josh Sachs was July twenty third last year. Okay, so just he, over just over a year. You've been fairly busy for the BKFC. Now three and zero. You're in. You're comfortable in the hundred and fifty five pound weight class. You even said to us last fight. I mean, uh, last time you were on the show, or maybe two times ago, that you'd be comfortable to you know, or you'd be willing to try cutting down to 145 and, and fight some people down there. Chalbeck, you mentioned. Um, what is next for you? What, what is what is next for uh, Tony Loco Soto? Well, to be honest, my friend, uh, I really don't know. I'm, like I said in the past, man, whatever the wind blows, I go. I feel like the next fight has to be a big money fight, a name. A lot of people are throwing the Tom Schof name at, and I'm just over here obliging. Like, it sounds good to me, you know? Um, I think that'll be a banger. I respect the fuck out of that dude. And, uh, and I feel like I've earned it. I feel like I've earned my, my shot at the guy. And he needs a fight. He hasn't, but the only thing, and this is me being realistically here and and as a family man and as a provider, you know, I have to work, you know what I mean? And though, though it would probably be a four month period, at least before I fight again, you know, at least January, um, I have to go back to work. I am a full-time correction officer and this is what I do. Um, I'm a part-time fucking mortal combat warrior. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't do it all at once. And, but if the money was, you know, if the money was there, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to be a correction officer. So that, that's, I guess the goal that we work here towards. So if everything makes sense and you know, the fucking planets align and all that bullshit, let's make it happen, man. Before the fight, you had uh, Chevy Bridges barking for you. That, is that one still interest you? If say say January comes around and yeah, Tom, Tom yeah Tom Schof is not not available or not on the table for you, and they say hey we're gonna we'll give you Chevy in January or February. Yeah, I'm down. Well, the pen the, the pen and the paper was signed. He just got hurt uh, right after we signed. So me and him were supposed to fight. It was supposed to be an explosive fight, and I felt like that. That fight alone right there has fucking dynamite behind it. I mean, the kid brings the show. I bring the show, but... This is an interesting you know, comment you're bringing out of somebody here. Titty bang. Interesting. Well, know. see, that that titty bang is... Rest in peace. My buddy Abed, that was his line. They wanted me to say that after the fight. Titty bang. That was something he used to say. Oh, no okay. Okay. I was. I thought that was the most random comment no, I've seen on the show. Titty bang. He says, chimpanzee. That was the shit he used to say. And that's yeah. why you were at the um, skate park that day. Yeah, yeah, the okay. memorial. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But um, back to Chevy Bridges. Uh, you know, I like the guy. Me and him, me and him are relatively cool. We're, we, you know, we talk on the phone sometimes. I, I feel like, you know, we have that mutual respect where it's like, you know, you know, me and you are gonna fight one day and we'll pull down a hell of a show. Um, I think it would be awesome. You know, of course, I know the outcome, but and also, and, and also, Tony. Um, and this is not a knock on Chevy. If you're looking for a, a like a bigger money fight or more eyeballs, a more more burn, uh, Chevy. Nobody really knows Chevy right now. Chevy needs to get a couple wins, or or come back and get a win real quick, and uh, and then people might start talking. A you and Tom Show fight, or a you and Bobby Taylor fight. That that makes more sense like more people know these other guys and like i said nothing against you chevy uh chevy you fought twice 
You got hurt. You got to get back in there. Tony's now three and zero. I think uh, Tom Shover, Bobby Taylor. What do you think? Uh, I know Bobby Taylor has a fight coming up. He already has one. I seen it in the comments. Um, Tom probably got something lined up. Uh, I don't know if he <laughs> does. So yeah, but I'm wait. sure he's not gonna wait. He's not gonna wait fucking to January. To January, I'm sure of it. That, yeah. yeah, that you is know? a while. He has I'm, been putting up posts like twiddling his thumbs. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Him. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fucking uh, you know blow smoke. You know, opportunities come, they come. But realistically, I gotta worry about at the moment my health, my thumb, my nose, and you know that's about it. Yeah. Um, financially, I gotta, I gotta work. You gotta work. No, no, <laughs> no. Hey, Kevin Smith's in the comments, and he and he's saying that is a great fight. Kevin, we're not disagreeing with that. Him and him and Chevy would be. A, I don't a, think he's talking about that, Kyle. Oh, I thought he was talking about him and Chevy. Yeah, Chevy. he said, "Open no, your fucking about- ears." Open your ears. Yeah, Howie, no. it's a great fight. What a battle! Fight of the night. I yeah, how talking about two comments before Howie said Chevy's not a money fight. Yeah. Wow. So really, wow. Yes, Howie says Chevy's not a money money fight. Kevin says that would be a great fight. What a battle! Fight of the night. I have fight no idea. You, you I have see no, that fight going? It's a no, weird way to phrase it. What a battle! Listen. And you that can't sounds see like that a bet something that already happened. You can't see that. You know what I'm saying? There's no he's, way. He's foreshadowing. I see. You gotta, yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah, look yeah, at I the first it. of all. Look at the pace that I put up. The speed I have. I'm sorry. Like there's, there's not a lot of people who are gonna put, keep up with that shit. You're gonna have to be on your back pedal the whole way. So, whatever know. happened to that dude that Chevy fought last, uh, Plaziola? Was he was he like a one and done guy in the BKFC? Because a lot I, of these guys are they I come in, like they, that they get a good fight a, and then they hurt themselves and like, oh, this isn't for me. Yeah, but I don't think he got hurt in that fight. He looked pretty good in that fight against Chevy. I feel like that would be another good one for you, in that would be a good good. I think they fought at one forty five. Uh well, eat a sandwich there, Plaziola. Yeah, fucking bologna sandwich, two slices of cheese. <laughs> but well, uh, dude. The, the weekend was amazing. What'd you think about the town of Albuquerque? We were talking about it earlier, man. Like we've been to all the cities with you guys. You didn't like, you didn't like it. Really? It was, fucking, it was fucking, everything was far. I mean, oh, every time I, mean, I left, the, I was lost. What do you think about the people of Albuquerque and the, the fight fans? That, that place was lit, bro. That, I mean, it started off when I walked out, they were boom. Boo. And I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. We're going to see. We're going to see. <laughs> When I started fucking piecing that boy up, you heard that crowd and that shit was driving me, bro. I mean, every, they, they, and then when I won, they fucking cheered me on. So that was like, you know what? That's a real fighting town. These motherfuckers want to see a fight, you know? People and, and, and people, people in that town really were excited. They were like excited, excited. When we were going around talking to people and we would mention BKFC at the uh, event center, they would like get genuinely excited. The hat that I'm wearing, the reason why I'm wearing this hat, um, we went to this bar. It was called the the local brew house in in Rio Rancho, and the owners were like so pumped to talk to us, so pumped that he bought a couple mission accomplished T-shirts off of me. Thank you very much for that, sir. And then he was oh, like, yeah. "I want to give you, I want to give you a hat." So he gave me this hat. So I figured I'd freaking throw it on and wear it on the show. I really appreciate yeah, yeah. it. And then he ran into us at the arena and. Yep. Just like ecstatic. And a matter of fact, Mike and I ran into another dude that uh, that he's from Sons of Liberty Gunworks, by the way. I, if you guys want to check that out, it's a it's a badass gun company. He wanted to come to the show. He came. 
he saw and he was blown the fuck away and he he made it a point to find me and mike at the end he of the night loved and it. he was like yo he did love it he was like dude <clears throat> i knew about this shit yeah but coming here live and seeing this he goes i cannot fucking believe what this was <laughs> And he was like, thank you so much for getting us to come out here tonight, man. Like, yeah. this was fucking outstanding. Cool. Unbelievable. Like, he was so. And then his wife, I and his wife, she was like, oh, thank you. And then she goes like this and fucking high fives the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was they were like, yeah, yeah, That's they, pretty awesome. They were souped. They were fucking hype. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, Everyone that's definitely it. that's definitely a fight town. I just I just feel like that that the area just wasn't for me. You know what I mean? I'm so used to the city. You know, I, got, I, I can't hear what you're saying at that, like at that part, because it was yeah, everything yeah. was everything was a 20 minute drive away, like ridiculous to, to, to get to things. But yeah. I mean, it was a five it was a, a five minute drive, but a fucking hour and a half walk. Like, how does that make sense? Like, and also the road <laughs> the road systems were a little wonky. Like oh, we're yes. like driving, and then and then I'm like, what the fuck is this? All of a sudden, there's like a, a there's like a turn in the middle. There's like a road, the road splits, and there's like a turn down the middle of the two roads, but it goes this way. And I'm like, Yeah, I seen that fuck? one. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Almost I almost drove right into the fucking median there. It was crazy. <laughs> the mayor, yeah. the mayor was not happy. He was no. he was not he was not happy with Didn't like I, we need to fix these roads. <laughs> yeah. They better vote <laughs> vote me in and I will fix these roadways. <laughs> But yeah, man, it, it was definitely a pleasure this weekend. I can't believe I went viral off that. Uh, yeah, you're famous now. That I wouldn't say famous shit, but uh, <laughs> I went viral on that. It was pretty cool. Some dude, some famous YouTuber made like a parody of me, and yeah, some some people in UK. Fucking, I made the Daily News, whatever they call it, the Daily, whatever it yeah, is, Daily so, Mail. Daily Mail. I made that shit, and yep. I have to do. I was gonna do a podcast today, but they're gonna have me come on on Friday. Nice. I, don't even know some the half cab or the half leg. I don't fucking know. That's but, like the TMZ of Europe. I feel like of UK. The, probably the, the, the Daily, Daily Mail. Mail. Yeah. yeah, that's badass, man. Did you want to fuck a dog? Yeah, in some fucking tea. <laughs> <laughs> a well, dog, hey, you say? Speaking <laughs> a of dog, I did say. Speaking, speaking of dog, your love for puppies. Um, we have a fun, a fun uh, speed round for you. It's, it's called Puppy Love with Loco. All right. Five dog-related questions for the Loco one. Number one, rank these cartoon dogs best to worst. Scooby-Doo, Brian from Family Guy, Santa's Little Helper from The Simpsons, and Snoopy. Best oh, to worst. Best to worst. The best is Brian, of course. Then you got fucking, <laughs> you got Scooby. And then you got to go Santa's Little Helper, that little badass motherfucker. <laughs> and then, you know, Snoopy is a lazy son of a fucking bitch. Always laying on top of the fucking house. He's a fucking mutt. He pisses in his own house. That's why he sleeps on yeah. top of it. He's stupid. He's a fucking, he, he's a stunat. He, he shits but he, and pisses inside of his own fucking house. That's why he lays on the top. You, do you know uh, that they, like, so Snoopy, the cartoon, right? It started because of the war, didn't it? Like, they started that because of i think it was world war ii maybe and he would fly the plane and shit yeah, and fucking fight the red baron yeah, yeah 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 i think it was what was it world war ii anyways That's crazy yeah how weird is that no i had family who fought in world war ii i had a they were one of the first puerto ricans in the in the air force That's pretty cool yeah. thank you for your service to your family you know yeah. us military guys love that shit number two yes, sir. how do you like your hot dogs 
Okay, now this is the thing. It's got to be fucking Nathan. Because Nathan's comes from Coney Island, the dogs. And the dogs, what you do is you don't boil the dogs. And if you boil the dogs, you got to boil them in Old English because it has a malt, that malt taste. But what you do is you thaw them out. You put the motherfuckers on a skillet with a little bit of butter. And you roll them real nice and slow until it gets about my skin complexion. And then you're good to go. Mwah. Do you put ke- do you put mustard, ketchup, any of that stuff on there? Uh, you, you put it all on. You got to put the fucking the sauerkraut, the sautéed onions, oh, the the spicy brown mustard, and the fucking ketchup. And and if you're feeling real fucking frisky, you throw a little bit of hot sauce on it. You know? Wow, I love it, Tony. You're right up my alley. You got to bring an extra shirt because you're guaranteed to drop some shit on your shirt. So you got to wear an extra. Yeah, no, shirt. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Down the hatch. Uh, can you rap a little bit of a Snoop Dogg song for us? <laughs> you got to try to take yourself drop out of the like conversation. Hot, drop it like it's hot. Oh, it? okay. ain't trying to get at you. Pocket like it's hot. Pocket like it's hot. Pocket like it's hot. I got the nice. rolling them on because I'm rolling Sean Don and I got the fly because I got it going on. <laughs> Ooh. nice job man nice job that was good guys all right number four if you were a breed of dog which breed would you be and why a fucking jack russell jack russell because why because i'm fast and i fucking love the fucking That's <laughs> really, really what the fuck, huh? <laughs> hey, oh, shit. Jack Russell, because I love the book. Um, what's a Jack Russell? What, like, what's a movie that a Jack Russell was in? Is that like the my, one my, that was... Wishbone? Wishbone? I'm gonna have to look it up. I don't fucking know what that is. The kids' movie, bro. Kids got... Okay. Last question for you. Why are cats such assholes? Is their fucking nicknames pussy? What do you think? I'd be an asshole too if you called me a fucking pussy every day, you fucking uh, pussy. Yeah, I'd be uh, you pussy. Know. <laughs> All right, man. That was fun. Loco man, congratulations <laughs> on your win this weekend. You moved to three and oh, you took minor damage, you look great in the process. Uh, you know, the trajectory keeps going up for you. You went viral, you you threatened a dog. It was a big weekend for you. Um, say some final words and we'll let you get up out of here. Uh, you know, once again, I do appreciate you guys. You guys are my fucking guys. You already know that. I could I could talk about fucking a squirrel eating a nut out of a butt, but you guys. But uh, you know, this this journey, this journey that I've been on, it's it's a beautiful journey. And win, lose, or draw, I'm still gonna talk shit. I'm the king of talking shit and backing it up, and people will start realizing it. You know, I'm I'm and uh, this is no this is no shots towards him, but. That whole aggressive Lorenzo Hunt shit, that shit's whack, bro. You need to be on that 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 loco soto shit, bro. People will love you, not fear you. Be loved, not feared. There it is, man. Tony <laughs> fucking loco soto taking the world by storm. And, and listen, this weekend. if anybody fucks with Mike and Mish, I'm going to shit in your shoes and you're going to mud stomp around town, all right? Don't fuck with my guy. <laughs> all right. We love you, Tony. Mike, you got anything... <laughs> Nah, man, it was great having you on the show again. Love catching up with you. Can't wait to see you next time. I am just fucking chomping at the bit to see who you're going to fight. Turn your face into chopped meat. There it is. (laughs) All right, brother. Take it easy. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Later. Later. Dude. Tony. Tony. Tony Soto. Our guy, Tony Soto. Fucking love that guy. I'll tell you right now, he's got great energy. Um, Awesome guest tonight. Fanny, 
Britton, Tony. We were putting their referral codes up at the bottom of the screen all night long. But guys, if, if you didn't notice um, at the beginning of the show, Mike and I have our own referral code now. So if you got any friends that want to buy the uh, buy the app and they want to help us out, you can help the fr- the fighters out of absolutely help the fighters out all day long. You can help us out too. It's only four ninety nine for the app. The app is unbelievable. You get fucking event after event after event. Like right now, we're in the we're dead smack in the middle of four straight weeks. They had um, oh yeah. Yeah, what was it, dude? It was what was the last? <laughs> you know what's so funny is right now watching you try to remember stuff while we're talking here, and then yeah. my brain just goes dead. You know what I, it is? We did not luck. sleep on Saturday night. So the, when the fights ended and everybody was like, "Wow, it's crazy," and they went to bed, and then Sunday came, we never slept. We just went right through, and then we had to travel from four o'clock in the morning till six p.m. I didn't get home till six o'clock. Kyle didn't get home to what seven? Yeah, after seven. Yeah, man, it was like we we didn't sleep Saturday to Sunday. It was uh, it was, yeah, was no event awake plane, and uh, we got to spend the whole week uh, the oh. whole Sunday with with our boy Cheat Code over there. Um, it was London though. It was London, yeah, Albuquerque, and now Thailand three, and then Montana. That's four events in a row in four weeks for four ninety nine. Are you kidding me? Get out of yeah. here with that shit. That's, That's insane. insane. It's insane. For, you know. For, we tell everybody, man, BK, I mean, we all, you know, we love the UFC. We love boxing and all that stuff too, but this is the best bang for your buck that you will ever get in combat sports. And I'm not blowing smoke. It's crazy. And if you can get to one of these things live, it'll, it'll open your eyes, dude, for real. It'll change everything. I, um, so when we, every event we go to, I always talk to all the security that's around because they're like some of the only people who are already in position waiting when the whole arena is empty and they're just waiting to open the doors. And I go up to each person and say, Hey, you ever cover one of these before you ever see this before, you know, anything like that. And they're, you know, obviously these people never covered it, but I'm like, Hey, you ever been, have, have you ever seen one of these before? And they're like, no, never. Everyone always says no. Right. And I was like, oh man, you're in for a treat. You're going to love it. And then they're like, oh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm like, you know, the guys that are outside and they have to pay, they have to be out there. They suck. <laughs> they're going to have to miss everything. They're going to be standing out. They're going to miss the whole show. So I end up going back around later after a few fights and go, what do you think? And every time they're like, holy shit, this is the real deal. Like I talked to probably seven people, security guards that were all around the inside of that arena. Every single one of them are, are fans now. They all love it. it. It really was. It was, it was, uh, the night alone, like the, the weekend was great. Like, like I said, we, we can't say enough about the city, but like, I got to run. I, I ran into Karate Hottie, Michelle Waterson, and her husband, yep. and yep. I had a conversation with them, and they were cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to, you know, cha- exchanging information with them, and you know, maybe we'll have have her on the show soon. Uh, Diego Sanchez got to hang out with him for a while. Leonard yep. Garcia. Let me tell you something about Leonard Garcia. This guy is one of the nicest, best dudes on the planet, and he just happens to be one of the most savage warrior fighters that like like we ever saw fight. We uh we go pulling into the hotel, we park our rental car over here, and a pickup truck parks like behind us in the dark over here, and um, we get out of the car, and the, whoever it is in the truck gets out of the truck, and he's like, "Oh, hey, look who it is! Look at these guys over here!" and whatever. So we turn around, and he's in the shadow. We're like, "Who is that?" And it, yeah, it's fucking Leonard Garcia. He comes over, gives us big hugs, like we've yeah. been buddies forever, and like he's been on the show. Two two times two or three times, times yeah. three times, 
he's super fun on the show two times two times super fun on the show but like this was the first time i think i've ever met him in person and he gave us hugs and we hung out in the lobby and talked to him and then the next day we uh we were hanging out with him outside the arena and then we walked in together with leonard and his buddies leonard had a fighter on the awesome. card jeremy saucita yeah and uh jeremy's up now yeah the interviews up on youtube that kid right there i'll tell you right now He's a beast and he trains with Leonard and those guys. And um, he went out there and he was fighting Roderick, Roderick Stewart. Is that his name? Was? Yeah. Roderick Stewart was putting him on, putting on him that first round. And Roderick had like a significant height and significant reach advantage. And um, he was, he was kind of tagging uh, Saucita in that first round. And we're like, Oh shit, this guy's going to finish him. Yeah. He, he did not. Way. He sure didn't. He, and, in between rounds, those guys fired him up and said, you know, you need to fucking get on your horse here and fucking finish back, this dude. Yeah, back him into the ropes. Yep. Back him up to the ropes and and get it on, and, and put it on him. And that kid backed his ass to the ropes and started landing bombs on him, and he finished that fight. And, like, you know, good on him. Uh, congratulations to him and Leonard and all those guys from his team because that was uh, a pretty fucking awesome way to start. That was the first fight of the night, too. The Leonard interview – you got a Leonard interview. It's not out yet. It's coming out. It's uploaded right now. I just have to share it on YouTube. Uh, and there's a few more. The Dodson brothers. That one's going to be coming out. Uh, so, those guys. <laughs> yeah, stay <laughs> tuned. Those, those guys talk so fast. They move so fast. They both had fast knockout wins. I mean, wow, man. What a freaking performance by by them. Performances. Yeah. Yeah, nothing but good things to say about about the weekend. It it was a fucking great time, and I look forward to the next time we get an opportunity to go back to Albuquerque because I am sure with the success of this show that they are already looking at trying to find dates to to get a show back in there. You know, sometime early next year, or you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine going there in in like. The beginning of July is is like the most fun because it's probably oh, 130 degrees. So but hot. yeah, but you know what I mean? They're probably already looking at, at possibly heading back there. So nothing but good things. Um, great show tonight, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Always, uh, always tuning in and supporting us and following us and subscribing. Make sure you're sharing the show. Um, tomorrow night, we have another show. And let me... Pull up tree, my phone. tree more guests tree more guests right it's so kind tomorrow. of it's, it's kind of changed a couple times it has got, changed a couple times and <laughs> what do we go got? ahead go ahead and and, and and announce because to be honest with you what you changed i didn't even know the second guest was coming on until right this second as i just looked okay, at my here it is okay nine o'clock tomorrow night we got josh dyer josh d day kendall dyer coming on at <laughs> nine o'clock nine twenty this is wrong in the calendar, by the way, Mike. So okay, good because I no, saw no, that. No, just, no, no, like, no. Wait, it what? is right. Nine twenty is Brad Machine Gun Kelly. He's going to come on and talk about his win, just like Tony did tonight. He's going to talk about his win tomorrow night. And at nine forty, Caleb Lionheart Harris is coming on because we just found out that he is fighting in Monroe on October 1st and he wants to uh talk about who he's going to be fighting on October 1st in Monroe. Yeah. So we got that and then we already have three four f- fighters lined up for next week. We got a very special return guest coming on next week that's going to going to have some serious things to say about what's going on in the women's division in the BKFC. So 
stay tuned, keep following. And with that said, Mike, uh, you got anything else for these peeps? I got one last thing. Peace. Peace.